Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. We hope that this message will challenge you and encourage you on your journey of faith. If you would like to learn more about Journey Church, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at thejourneychurch.cc. Now enjoy the message. Here we go. Hey, so... (laughs) It's nasty outside, but it's beautiful in here. It's not too bad in here, right? Is it too hot in here for you guys? It's hot upstairs. It's hot on the stage. Like, it's always hot on the stage. But we're singing and moving around, doing cardio up here, so we sweat. But it's good. So we, um, we just came out of a series called Jesus Didn't Say That. That was a fun series, always challenging. I, I, love, I love series like that. Can you get up there? You got it? I got the, I got the tall one. Oh, well, hit the button. Hit the button. And there you go. There you go. You can scoot it forward. You seem kind of back, back a little bit. I just got up here. It is, yes. So we, sure we, we came out of this series, and uh, we were talking about, well, what do we want to do next? And so we just did like a, we decided to do like a buffer uh, kind of message in between. And uh, we were talking, and it had been a long time since we shared like the stage together, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we're going to do that today. We're going to yes, share the stage together. Um, I'm going to try to not talk more than she does. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, y'all know how that goes. I don't. don't That last time of before, like two times before we got and shared the stage, that the last time I was like, I'm not sharing the stage with you anymore. You hog the conversation. Look, I'm not going to lie. Well, Jesus threw that in the sea of forgetfulness. So, but. (laughs) That's point five. Look, so when I said that earlier today, so so we are, we're going to tell you what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But but when I said that earlier, I I had said, I said, man, Kim and I are going to be sharing the stage. And I saw some people were like, yes, Kim. Like, and me, we share the stage. Aww. And me. Y'all, y'all know y'all I'm insecure, him. which is our first point. But hey, <laughs> um, we're point actually going to be we're actually gonna be sharing today um, um, some just some nuggets, I think, on yeah. relationships in general, yes. right? All relationships. This All. is not limited. Obviously, we're going into the whole week that is um, very much blown up. And if you enjoy Valentine's Day, awesome. If you do not, it's, the it's okay too. It's the like, what's the holiday? What? Valentine's Day. Yeah. yeah. It's coming up. It's a complete commercial it is. thing. Yeah. It's a lot. But they if you love your it, money. I'm okay with it because I do love it. And I'm okay with you giving them your money too um, <laughs> on that day. But this is for relationships across the board. This is not just like marriage relationships, couple relationships. This is for everything. everything across the board. So no one is singled out. You're not going to not get anything because you're like, well, I'm not with, I'm not with someone or I'm not married. You will benefit from this talk. You're going to be talking talk. about love. Let me tune yeah. out. No, it's not like that. I mean, we're going to be talking about other stuff too, right? Right. Yeah, so, yes. Okay. So we, we kind of landed on like, what are five things? And as we were going through this, we were thinking, man, we could probably do like a, a week each topic, really. And it could be like a whole series. And Kim was like, not yet. Let's just do this like flyover thing. And then we'll see if it turns into something else. Would you guys like a, a five-week series on relationships? Wouldn't that be great? Watch this. Wait a minute. Look, Kim, it went that, quiet. Kim, Y'all were Kim, like, no. Kim, ask that same question. Do y'all want a five-week series on relationships? That's garbage is what that is. That is just, that is just rude. It's wrong on so many levels. This is ridiculous. Uh, what did you say? Facts and emotions. We were talking about that last night. We were talking about last night. Yes, we were talking about last night. We were saying, like, I was saying something about one of these We were points. talking about empath, empath em- and sympathy. Empath. Empathy and sympathy. Empathy and sympathy, We're going to get there. But we We were talking about, and I said the statement, she was like, can you say that in a way that's not so harsh? And I'm like, it's the the truth. And she's like, "Mm, but it's not going to land right. And I'm like, well, this is why you're there. So if I say something (laughs) and I see you guys, she'll pick up on it. She'll she'll read the room. I'll say it and be like, that's fact. And you guys just take it and go with it. And Kim will go, what he meant to say was, and (laughs) 
yeah, it's a translate. We can actually we'll receive that, not just block it out. Right. All right. All right. So, yes, so. first thing on the on the top, you you can kick it. Yes. Off. So yes, the first topic that we're going to be hitting on is the value of being you. And this is, like I said, this goes across the board in all relationships. We talk to our kids about this. We're having this conversation, I would say, probably weekly, even with our own First kids all, in our home. Middle school is horrible. Have you been in middle yes. school? Y'all remember being in middle yes. school? Yes. Like, I have forgotten how, what, that was like legit. I have forgotten how crazy middle school was until my yeah. middle son went into middle school. Yeah. And I was like, this is horrible. They all should be punished severely, right? All of them that, that pick on your kids. Um, but, but then is. your kid picks on someone and you're like, you're not supposed to do that. You're right. getting picked on and you're now picking on others. This is not okay. You sit down, you have the conversation. You say, listen, remember bullies, bullied people, bully people. Yes. Right. And so remember that that wasn't in there. That was That's free. not in there. Yeah. But, but anyway, so the value of, of being you, yes. right. Um, here, here's the reality. So much of our lives, even from early on, we're trying to figure life out, right? We're trying to figure out who we are, and we take our cues from our environment, and we take our cues from the people who are parenting us, and we take our cues from social social uh, uh, life that we have. And, and, and so we're trying to figure out uh, who we're supposed to be. And a lot of times we end up spending a good chunk of our lives trying to be who we think others want us to be. Right. And when we spend a lot of our time trying to be what we think others want us to be, we're not the best version of ourselves. And we create conflict within ourselves, right? Because there are some values or some things on the inside um, that that we want to live by, but we're too scared to because, well, what if I do? What will will they, they think about that? Yeah. And you end up losing yourself. Like you get to that spot where you're like, who am I really? And what do I really enjoy doing? And I think that the older we get, the the more life you've lived, the more you find yourself at that spot. If you've allowed yourself to be molded by what everybody else says you should be or should do or how you should act, you find yourself there like, well, hold on. This isn't really what I enjoy. Why am I showing up for this, you know, or why am I allowing myself to constantly say yes when I need to say no because I don't enjoy it. Right. Like, that's why we say with, like, volunteering with kids. Like, if you don't enjoy being around kids, don't volunteer. Do it if you enjoy being around kids. I don't want you to be somebody you're not, but I want you to find a spot you can do something you enjoy doing. And so that's kind of like in relationships, the values. Like you don't want to lose yourself in the attempt to try and please someone else. And that is really hard in, in like intimate relationships or marital relationships and in friendships because you want your friends to like you, but you want your spouse to accept you. And so I know we've found ourselves there over the, how long have we been together now? 26, Seven, 27 years. years of. We met when we were two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So we, we have we found ourselves there numerous times where we're like, I'm like, why are what was it? Just last night, you you ate a pizza that you don't really like, and it was horrible. He, I was like, you really don't have to eat it was this a horrible pizza. pizza. You can get another pizza, and he's like, but I don't want to waste the money on another pizza. So <laughs> that is you. You deferred to me in that, but yeah. really, you could have just got another pizza and had what you wanted. I could have. Yeah. And been your own person. You have similar. So there's only one of you. Like that's yes. the thing, right? There's only one you. Right, you might have you might have similar behavior patterns as someone else, but there's only one you, and that's important. So my wife, if you know anything about the enneagram, she's a two on the enneagram, right? Which is like the one of the best numbers I think that you can have on the enneagram. No, it right? is not. It, I think so. It's they're so like just they're such a great companion, right? Um, it's but such a struggle. Yeah. 
But, but then I have a friend of mine, Jordan, he's a two on the Enneagram too. And so I have two twos in my life that, that kind of help keep me grounded. So it's, you know, it's a good thing. But, but, but even though they share behavior patterns, they're completely different people, right? What am I? I'm a one. I'm the worst on the Enneagram. That is, there's no worst. <laughs> I'm you kidding. Don't tell there's them not that. a worst. There's it's, no worst. He's a perfectionist not, though. A one is a perfectionist. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no bad number. No. Um, Different enneagram. enneagram. It's a behavior uh, 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 assessment, like a personality assessment. It is violently, uh, violently aware of who you are, and it is not okay when you start going through it. You're like, this is violating Rude. all of my yeah. rights and boundaries here because it tells you about why you do things, and you're like, ooh, that just was a punch in the face. So yeah, it was. It's violently aware of that, who you are. That's a unique phrase, violently aware. It is a good, a good thing. thing. You're not wrong. Yes. Yeah. Self-awareness, and that goes really good with understanding and standing and being who you are, right. is the Enneagram was a huge part of the, that journey for me, of understanding who I am and it's okay to be me because I always felt like I had to be what everybody else said I was supposed to be, and I was having a hard time embracing, like, well, yeah. what, what am I? Who am I? And so being okay with it. Right. So, so – Man, at this rate, with all of our notes and the time limit that we have, keep this going, is not going to happen. Okay, so, but, We've got but it. five-week series, that's right. <laughs> We've Kim, got it. Let's yay. go. All right, so, but, but there are a couple of scriptures that we do kind of want to bring it back to because yes. as, a, as a follower of Jesus, your identity rest really should be built upon that. Christ is our firm foundation, you know. No. Christ is our, I love that song. It was a really good song. Yeah. When I was typing up the chords, though, I missed the T on the first line. And so the team thought it was funny that it said, Chris is my firm foundation. That's and how said, one thinks, it, though, y'all. As, as long as everybody knows that, that's good. We're fine. But, but your identity really does need to be derived from who you are in Christ, right? That's where your st stability is at. Yeah. And um, there are a couple of things that you can rest your identity on. One is that you're forgiven. We talk about that all the time here. Yes. One is that you're forgiven. It's in Hebrews 10, 14. We don't have to pull the scriptures up for sake of time. Um, but trust me, it's in there. So Hebrews 10, 14. Uh, is in there, uh, being complete in him, this idea that you're lacking anything in life. And the reality of this is that uh, you're not lacking who you are. One of the biggest lies that Hollywood sells is that that relationships are two half people coming together to make one whole person, right? And I think that, you know, the, the movie that really kind of highlighted that some years ago was Jerry Maguire. Y'all remember that movie? Where, yeah. And if you haven't seen it, I, I forgot most of the movie, but that's one scene where he comes in and Renee Zellweger is, is in the room and he comes and he gives this whole speech and you know you complete me and she's like you had me a hello you remember that like cheesiness right there um but but it, it's it co-signed that whole thing of I'm a half person and you're a half person and we're not really really complete people unless we're together well that's oof, that's that's a recipe for disaster yes right so this idea that um I'm not a whole person unless I have somebody that's a recipe for disaster yeah. it's like um um, yeah, it's not good. I was going to think yeah. about the A-frame and the H-frame, right? You, you, not yet. Not yet. Okay, no, we won't do that yet. <clears throat> you're also chosen. Oh, That's the other one. Uh, chosen. That's Ephesians 1, 5 through 6. Yeah. And you're chosen beyond anyone else. Like in the sense of you don't need someone else to see yourself as chosen. Yeah. You're chosen because God chose you. You don't need, like you don't need a relationship to feel chosen. 
Because that is only going to cause you to try and complete this cycle or get on this cycle that I need you to need me and I need you to need me. Codependency, yeah. Codependency, right. So recognizing your chosenness is because God chose you. Right. You are his child and you are his beloved before you ever become someone else's chosen partner or chosen friend. Right. So that's a huge thing in valuing and understanding who you are. And, and that it's really like the churchy, churchy answer. Like you got to have your identity rooted in Christ. And we get that. It's a true statement. <laughs> right. And it's good. And you need to. Yes. It is not always an easy thing to do, right? No. Because that becomes something that you have, to, you have to really become sure of in your heart. And there's a lot of things externally in the physical realm that are fighting against that. Yeah. Um, it's not easy, but it's where you need to start. You know, this idea of, of giving uh, or, or living by what you think. When I spend my life uh, worrying about what you think of me, it gives you control over my emotions and my actions. So when you spend your life living that way, you're, you're resigning your control uh, of your emotions and your actions to somebody else. Does that make sense? I came across a statement, um, this quote a while back, and I was trying to remember where I heard it from, and then I remembered. It, it came from a Christian rapper, like probably 10 years ago when I was in the gym working out and he said this in his song and I was like, that is such good, good uh, wisdom, right? And some of you are like, well, how could it be? Here it is, listen. Um, If I live for your approval, I'll die from your rejection. Yes. Right? That was good. If I spend my life living for your approval, then when I don't get it, it'll kill me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's good. So um, when, when you're the best version of you, you're able to bring out the best version in others. And I think that's important too, right? That when you're the best version of you, you're able to bring out the best version in others because you're not needing that person from that avenue. Does that make yeah. sense? There are times in relationships, we were talking about this, we were going around around with this yesterday. There are times where like, I need you to do something or you need me for something or there yes. might be a season where it's like, man, I need to lean on you as a rock. That's, that's different than saying, right. I can't exist without you being in my life. Like right. I can't do X, Y, and Z without you being in my life. When right. we get to a place where we say, I need you to need me, right? Um, you're, you're now living in a space of codependency and you cannot be the best version of yourself and you do not bring out the best version of others. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Because only... you're drawing from the other person. At that point, you're, you're drawing sucking from... the life out of Yeah, them. I mean, literally, you begin to get to that place when you need someone else to need you. You're literally, it's, your, it's the unhealth in us that is draw, trying to draw that out of the other person. And it's not the best version of them that you're getting. You're getting the unhealth of them that says, well, I need you to need me. And so it becomes this unhealthy cycle where you're just drawing off of each other's neediness, yeah. I guess you'd say, versus off of the you health. Need, you need life. Yes. Uh, we all need life. Yes. We need to be life givers, yes. right? So it's not to say that you can't have somebody you you dump your stuff on and say, "Hey, this I need to I need to kind of get this out," and you help me walk through that. That's yeah. different. If you're a person who always sucks the life and the moment out of the room, no one's gonna want to be around you. I mean, true story, right? Like no one's like if we're going and doing dinner uh, or doing lunch. If you ask me to do lunch, and every time we go to lunch, all you talk about is you and about how bad your life is, I'm gonna stop answering your calls. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you're a pastor. You're not supposed to do that. Well, the problem with that, though, like, let's let's put a boundary there. Right. Is the boundaries you put up there are, have you taken the advice from the last time we sat down and talked? If not, 
then maybe you should take that advice so that then we can meet and I see that you have taken step one and I then will open the boundary up and allow you in. But that's the, that's part of it. And all relationships is that if it's not that I'm going to block you out. I talked to the teenagers about this last week about like boundaries, which we're not even, I'm not sure we're there yet. I'm just going to answer my phone. But he's like, I'm not going to answer my phone. We talked about boundaries last <laughs> Backs week. And is, empathy. Yeah. is that, oh, you know, it's easy to put walls up. It's easy to say, Psh, I'm done with you. Right. But how about, how do you encourage the movement forward? Yeah. And it's, it's that, that's the best version of me that I can give you in that moment yeah. is, is the unhealth version of me is, is saying, I'm going to answer and I'm going to meet with you again. And I'm going to listen to the same thing. And I'm going to show up again and again and again yeah. when you don't do nothing. That's not the healthy version. The healthy version mm-hmm. of me says, did you do step one? Right. Okay. We can meet this week. Did right. you do step two? All right. Next week, we'll meet again. Relationships should be beneficial for both parties. Yes. Right? Make sense? Yes. Yeah. All right. So that's the first one. That's the little nugget right there. The value of being you. That's important to be you. Yes. Number two. Number, number two. two. Number two. It's do, ten. Do, do. Number two. Anybody else like watch VeggieTales? VeggieTales yeah. when your kids were growing number up. That's all. Number two. <laughs> number two. Okay. Somebody watched it. I like it. Anyways. All right. Number two was is character and integrity. Yeah. And that seems to go without saying like, well, yeah, you should have character and integrity. But a lot of people don't realize like character and integrity is even in the smallest moments of your life. Right. Yes. That's not yes. character. Integrity is not what you do when everybody's looking. It's what you do when nobody's, nobody's looking. Watching. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's more yeah. than that, too. I, I love we're going to read these scriptures because yes. these are really good. Matthew 5, 33 through 37 in the message translation. Um, a normal translation would say, let your yes be your yes, your no be your no. But in the message translation, it says it so poetically. Do we have that up there? Yeah. Matthew 5. Yep. There it is. It says, and don't say anything you don't mean. Hello. Yeah. Right. Don't say anything you don't mean. It says, this council is embedded deep into our traditions. It says, you only make things worse when you lay down a smokescreen of pious talk, saying, I'll pray for you and never doing it. Right? Saying, God be with you and not meaning it. God be with you, I hope you wreck. And so that's, that's what it's saying. The next one, it says, you don't make your words true by embellishing them with religious lace. It says, in making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. It says, just say yes or what? No. No. It says, when you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. Yes. Man, is that not poetic? Isn't that really that good, right? That translation was so good. It was. It was. I, I, I remember, this just hit me. When I was in a, a counseling session with my counselor, she had told me, this is a while back, about like, under, like when you speak things, like you should be speaking things. If you're trying to like shift a thought or change your mind about something, you need to speak things that you believe. Yeah. So a lot of times, how many times do we speak things that we don't believe that about others or to others. And that's why it's like going back and saying things that you actually believe and not just trying to appease someone else, saying something you really don't even believe yourself. And so that's a huge, a huge thing. Sorry, just throwing that out there. No, that's good. That I was hit. listening. I was enraptured by your beauty and oh. your wisdom. Oh, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um, no, no, that's, that's good. But like this idea of integrity, like, so what, what's the, what's the number one, like most important thing in relationships when you, when it comes to relationships It's trust, right? Yes. Your ability to have trust in yeah. one another. And so when we have breaches of integrity and character in a relationship, it windows down trust, but even at the smallest root, the smallest level, like when you say, Hey, I'm going to swing by the store on the way home, I'm going to pick up X, Y, and Z and you don't do it. Well, you might've forgot the first time, but the next time that you say, Hey, I'm going to swing by the store, I'm going to grab something and you get home and you don't have it. That's the second time. Yeah. So there's a 
disconnect between what you say and what you do. And you're like, well, that's, that seems petty. But does it? Because if I can't trust you with the little things, right. how can the world can I trust you with the big things, right? right? There's, right. A, there's a level there. Does that make sense? And so yeah. be a person of your word if you're going to do it. If you're going to promise to, to eat carnivore with your wife at the beginning of January, oh then my. you probably should you stick with it. You did not just throw this you out there. You should probably stick with it. I had breaches. This is still an open wound. I had some breaches of integrity in, in January, and I struggled to eat carnivore like we were supposed to. And by struggle, I mean I had a couple of chocolate chip cookies here and there. Muffins. Every couple of days. Chick-fil-A. And, yeah. But it, but but. Little things like that. Cookies. So, right in front of me. He didn't even hide it. He just ate it in front of me. So, I was like, you're going to cause me to stumble well, and sin. So, and here's the, f- <laughs> right. It's your fault I sin. No, it's not. Okay. but I'm kidding. But but here's the point. Like, so we, like, you're like, this is not just us telling you, you should do it. No, we have it to happen- activate this. We Oh, we had to because it came to a head in the parking lot of Walmart. And and we had gone to Chick-fil-A and, 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 uh, and we ordered, and I ordered, and, and, it's, I, they put a cookie in my bag by accident, and that is not your. Did. That is, we just read the verse. You're lying. I ordered a cookie. <laughs> like this is see that's real how time, you do this. Real time. You be issue. truthful. Right. So I ordered a cookie <laughs> with my Chick Fil A, and then and I'm driving, and I just told her I had just like confirmed like, look, I'm really in this. I'm really gonna do this. We're we're good. And Kim, between the time I committed to do it at the house and going to Chick Fil A, I forgot. I was and just so sitting on the other side of the car like this. She was, was like, so mad, dude. She was so mad. And, and I was determined I wasn't saying anything. We, so you, how many of y'all know y'all can say something without saying something, right? Anybody know you can say something? She was determined not to verbally assault me, right? But <laughs> I get she it from my mom. <laughs> she didn't non-verbally assault me. She non-verbally assaulted me. <laughs> and I'm like, she's very angry. Why is she very angry right now? That was quick, you know? And then I remember I had to no, yeah, I had this but it did come to a head in the parking yes. lot of Walmart, and it was like a tense moment. And I was like, "It's not that big of a deal." And she was like, "Yes, it is. It is a big deal because you're eroding my trust." And I was like, "You're right." Right. So I'm not going to do carnivore in January. How about that? It's February. We're past it now. No, but that's but I was no, that's that what was we landed on. Yeah, we landed like, on. I was like, "I'm not. Gonna, I just I'm not going to do it because yeah. you're right. It's wrong for me to keep saying I'm going to do it and not do it, even though it seems petty and little. It's a big deal, right? Right. Does that make sense? Little. Little things yes. make a big deal. See, right. this is not just us giving you advice. This is y'all learning from our issues. <laughs> yeah, we really had to go through that. So it that, is. Was, that was fun. What's Proverbs 20, uh, verse 5 and 7 in the message translation? This is what it said too. Y'all, y'all good this morning? Y'all still here? All right. All right. Thank you. Verse, verse 5. I think it was for me, not you. But verse 5, it, it says. for you. Yes. It says, knowing what is right is like deep water in the heart. A wise person draws from the well within. Keep going. Lots of people claim to be loyal and loving, but when, but where on earth can you find one? And then verse 7, God loyal people living honest lives make it much easier for their children. Oh, that's so true, Ooh, right? Yeah. How many of you know good. your kids, um, your kids don't do what you teach? No. They don't. They do what you do. Right. There's way more that is caught than is taught. Right. Yeah. And my kids pick up on those things. So, like, yeah. there are times where I'm in a disagreement with my kids and I'm really disagreeing with myself. Yeah. You ever try to discipline yourself out of your kid? Mm-hmm. And you're like arguing with your kid. And well, why is that? Because they're they're doing some of the very same things that you yourself do. Right. right? They're right. picked up on what you do and talk. So, right. And then you get frustrated with them. And yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. the connecting, the connect point, the, there has to be a connection between talk and action. Makes yes. sense? So character and, and, and integrity. Yes. Keep going. Y'all want to keep going? All, All right. right. We got a few more minutes. All right. Number three is judgments. Ooh, these ones are, this is tough. Things, I, I think I said this Wednesday in our women's group, but, and it's actually in my devotional, I believe. It says, things aren't the way you see them. They are just oh. often the way you see them. That's and, a really good quote. Think about that. Yeah. Things aren't the way that you see them. They're just often the way you see them, right? We view the world through our own lens. Right. And we, we judge moments in our lives through our filters, right? And our filters come from our whole life. Yeah. All of our filters are different, and none of us see things the exact same because we've all lived different lives. We all have different lenses, per se, or glasses that we are viewing things from. And the hurt that I may experience from one thing may look very different than the hurt yeah. you experience from even the exact same situation because our whole lives have all been different. Right. You're, this, is, this is nuts, right? You're only, um, you're only able to view the world through your, your lens, right? That's the only way you're able to view the world. Yeah. It's only through your lens. You'll never be able to view the world through Pastor Kim's lens or my lens. No. But our goal as we're, we're growing in life is to get as much perspective yes. as we can have, right? But it's still through our our lens. So there's a difference, and we talked about this a while back, uh, probably a year or two ago when we did the message on it. There's a difference between um, judgment, what judgment is, and stating a fact. Oftentimes, we'll look at somebody and we'll say something about somebody, and the response is, "Well, don't judge me." Right? Our kids do that. Yeah. Right. Don't judge me. Right. Um, if 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 you, uh, oh gosh, I, I'm trying to think of a, an example. If you smoke cigarettes. I don't care if you smoke cigarettes. If you smoke cigarettes, and I say you're a smoker. I really do not care if you smoke cigarettes. They stink, but I don't care. Um, but, yeah, but, yeah, I do. I got a sensitive nose. But if, really? if I say to you, well, you're a smoker, that doesn't, and someone might say, well, don't judge me on that. Well, I'm not judging you on that. I'm stating what you do. You're a smoker, right? Mm -hmm. But what, I, what a judgment would be is to say, let me tell you why you smoke. Yeah. That's a judgment. So anytime I assign a motive to your actions, that's a judgment. When I assign a why to your behavior, that's a judgment. I can talk facts about what you do all day long. We can talk facts. You did this. Mm -hmm. This is what you did. Right. This is how it made me feel. That's completely fine. Yeah. You did this because X, Y, and Z. How many fights in your relationship can be saved if you yeah. just wouldn't use the word because? Mm -hmm. You did this because. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and that's important because the, 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 when we pass that judgment on somebody, we decide what that foundation is going to look like. Right. Okay? And so that foundation might be a little slanted. And then everything else that that person does must first pass through the lens or the yeah. filter of our original judgment. Right. And so we start adding bricks to this foundation of who they are. And before long, our view of that person is very distorted. Our view of that yeah. person looks like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Right. And, and a lot of times you can pick up on that if you say something about somebody in a group of people, like so-and-so, I can't, you know, they do X, Y, and Z, or I think they're like this. And the people that you're with are going, I don't know what you're talking about. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Been around somebody like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see that in them. Well, it's because they don't see them through the same lens or filter or judgment that, that you, you've done or yeah. you have. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something. I totally forgot what it was. That was my goal, to talk fast. Oh. Make you forget. That happens a lot. It does. 
We have different personality tendencies. We, you know, we kind of alluded to that earlier. And, and here's the, the important thing about that is what motivates you is not the same thing that motivates me. That's what it was. Oh, well, go ahead. It is that when help. you make the judgments, you're often judging based on how you would respond to something. Like, you oh. did this because. Yes. No, they didn't do it because X, Y, and Z. That's why you might have done right. that. It's because that's how you would have responded yeah. to it or why you would have done X, Y, and Z. It's not necessarily why they, and that always can, you, that will help you if you go through any type of like personality type like a program, yep. like the Enneagram or the DISC or yep. the Myers-Briggs or all those things, you will learn like there's a lot of different types of personalities out there and a lot of different reasons why people do things that are not all motivated in the same reasons and uh, ways that you would do them. And it opens your, it's like, it opens your mind up. Do you know, we are, we really do believe that we are better than everybody else. We do. Well, the people in the, in the foyer are honest. <laughs> The other one's laughing. Y'all were like, you uh, mean that, you not me. like personally? What did hold on? Correct. I think you need to say that do differently. Need, do I need to soften you that? You need to say each individual person is what you're saying. I think. Well, let me, believes that they're better than others. Yeah. Okay. That that yeah, sounds that, better. Was that? <laughs> what did I say? Like, That's dead. exactly what I said. No, you said we think. You said we really think that we're better than everybody. Else. That's why she's hysterically laughing. Did you track with me? (laughs) No. I don't appreciate all this aggression right now. Back down. Y'all are pointing. So what I meant to say is people. People in general. I was like, wow. um, Think that they're better than other people. I mean, we do by by default, right? Because right, if you think right. about it, we always listen. We always judge other people by their actions, and we judge ourselves by our intentions. Yes. Yeah. Right? Isn't that the truth? Like, and how many times when someone right. says, "Well, you did X, Y, and Z, and that hurt me," and and you, and someone says, "Well, that wasn't my intention. That wasn't my intention." Yeah. Well, whether it's your intention or not, your intentions don't negate the actions, the result of your actions, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but going back through that, that's again, your filter, your lens. You, that's where I say we as a people feel as that we are yes. better than everybody else because we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Right. We always give right. ourselves the benefit of the doubt, don't yeah. we? Because right? we only know our intentions. Because we know us. We don't know your intentions or your motives or your whatever, so. Does that make sense? <clears throat> All right, so that's judgments, right? Um, that, number four, we got, we got a little bit more time. We keep going? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if we just cut it right now, it'd be odd. Um, <laughs> So here's the fourth one. Quick to listen. Be quick to listen. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Listen, Valentine's is coming up. And those of y'all who are in relationships, all this is really good wisdom. You need to take and apply. It's very good. Bring it back up. Quick to listen, right? Um, James chapter 1, verse 19 to 20 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be what, church? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Yes. Right. Human anger doesn't produce the righteousness God desires. Right. Yeah, I like the first part of that verse. Go back. <laughs> I deal with some anger sometimes, y'all. All right. So <clears throat> understand this, my dear. You must be quick to listen, <laughs> slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Right. Um, those are those are hugely important. Um, and this is really hard. Let's just throw that out there. This is not this is not us just throwing this out and saying, just do it. It's going to be easy. It's not. No. That's why I just said I sit on the, across the, the seat at Walmart 
with like my hand over my mouth because I have a very hard time not speaking sometimes and, and getting angry in situations. So it's not an easy thing. It's something that you have to actively practice keeping your mouth shut. Sometimes even with your own children and conversations is actively listening, keeping your mouth quiet long enough to hear their side of what's going on and their their emotion and all that without like jumping in on that. Self-awareness. Someone said that earlier. Like yes. self-awareness is a really good thing. Yes. Right? Self-awareness is a really good thing. Yeah. Um, this is crazy, this right? This is crazy. Um, people are people long to have somebody listen to them. Like people this long for so that. This is so good. This is crazy I was, though. I was on reels wasting hours of my day the other day on reels. <laughs> Anybody else do that? It's very unhealthy. It is very. Um, we're learning that. Yeah. She's learning. I'm learning that. My kids are but getting ready to learn more about that. They are. All right. So, so this is crazy. There is a, 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 there is a job that you, this is nuts. If you're like Fiverr is a um, contracting site. Like, so if you go to Fiverr, you can get contracts for anything. Like you can go and I need a logo design and you can say, hey, I'm going to, I need a logo design. I'm going to pay 50 bucks and you'll have 10 people uh, design you a logo and you pick which one's best and that person gets the 50 bucks. Well, on Fiverr in these different sites, they have people who are making money being empathetic listeners. Empathetic listeners, and they're I'm wait a minute, wait, wait. Some of y'all would do fantastic <laughs> at this make job. Some money. <laughs> she, listen, she's not wrong. Sixty dollars, sixty dollars for thirty minutes. Can Yo. you be? Can you empathetically listen? That's how unhealthy our relationships are with other people. Right. Some of y'all just like don't I just figured my side hustle. Good out. listening skills. It's true. So we have to pay someone to listen to us. That's not and cool. listen. Empathetic listen. They're you're not counseling them. Like, you're not counseling them. You're going, I know that must have hurt. I feel for you. I've been there. Oh, I know how that makes me feel. Oh, it must make you feel horrible. Like, that's all you got to say. But that's what we should be doing for other people, right? Like, I mean, we can give them wisdom when they ask. It's such a two, right? Yeah, it's just such a two. But that's right. I would would stink at empathetically listening. I'm not even going to apply. Yeah, so anyways, moving past that. The reason this would this is such a, a draw for people yes. is empathy. The meaning of it is it involves actively sharing in a person's emotional experience. If you're an empath, you know when you leave from someone who is dealing with something or you're in a conversation with someone that is dealing with something or you walk in a room, you can feel the feelings of other people and you know that you have to then allow yourself space to get away to refill and allow those people's emotions and feelings to kind of not be worn on you yeah that's what an that's what empathy is is you can literally feel the emotions a sympath a sympathet like Sympathetic person? Sympathy? Sympathy is feeling a sincere concern for someone who is experiencing something difficult or painful that's what sympathy is and you're great at that you were really good at that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That was really good. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, but so when it comes to like, what? I didn't receive good. that well. No, that was good. Okay. How about, I, sh- I was laughing because someone clapped oh. for you. I was like, oh, they love you. That one person in the foyer. Um, but, sympathy and empathy. Sympathy and empathy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's definitely way better at empathy, and I, I think I do better, maybe better at sympathy, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel concerned, but I'm really more, more fixated on how to get you out of your, your problem. So, but like, that's for, what that is. Yeah. So, that's yeah. What it is. So, for me, I'm like, well, I, here are the five things you did to get in that situation, but I'll give you 10 steps to get out, right? 
And, and we learned this in our marriage. Like, I would have to just tell him, I just need you to listen. <laughs> Don't try and fix the problem for me. And certain conversations <laughs> is, I just need you to listen. Y'all because I know how I got here or I know how I probably I even know how to, to get out of it. I need you to be empathetic and listen. But I would ask him to just listen in certain moments yeah. because I didn't want him to try and, and fix it. And it's self-awareness, right? So it's self-awareness. It's something you learn and you go, okay, I need to apply it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, and he has to do that now to me sometimes because I think the longer we've been together, we have these traits that like wear off on each other sometimes. This is a very true And story. so sometimes I'll try and tell him, but this is how you fix that. And he's like, I don't, I'm not asking you that. Don't tell me I know how to fix it. Yeah. I'm like, I was just saying what you would do to I me. I know. I was communicating the way you communicate. I thought that's what we're supposed to do. No. So I sometimes have to shut my mouth as well and not try and correct <laughs> His problems. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Quick to listen. All right, next. Yes. <laughs> Number five, um, forgiveness and boundaries. Forgiveness and boundaries. This is a. Oh, you just added stuff. I did add. Was something I sleeping I last night something. when you added this? You were. Man, we're not even talking. You were like asleep. He's so he's such an early bird, y'all. He was out by like before the kids went to sleep at like nine thirty. He's like, I'm so tired. I'm like, it's nine thirty. There's nothing wrong with got that. Hours left of the night. Nothing good happens after nine <laughs> thirty. That's what you tell kids, not adults. Oh. All right. Go ahead. Adults in the room. That's not true. I'm just kidding. Lots of things happen. Anyways, I found this online. It's what is forgiveness? Um, Obviously, we all know, like, biblically, the the idea of forgiveness, but there's so much research that is done around forgiveness that is such, it's so beneficial. But forgiveness means different things for different people. But in general, it involves an intentional decision to let go of resentment and anger. The act that hurt or offended you might always be with you, but working on forgiveness can lessen the act's grip on you. And so that's huge because you might not ever forget something, but it doesn't have to control your life. And the more study I did about this, and we had talked about this in our ladies group um, Wednesday evening, is for holding on to unforgiveness, it's a whole body experience. It's not just the things that happen in your mind. It will eventually deteriorate into your body and create uh, a whole body experience from anxiety to fear to depression to panic to all of these things to where you're having gut issues and migraines and all the stuff and it's it's I, I read it on PubMed like I was reading this whole article <laughs> on PubMed because that's like it's, legit it is legit like that's they've done the studies so yeah. why why not gain knowledge from them but when you're releasing the unforgiveness, that doesn't mean that we're going to talk about the boundaries and walls and stuff. That doesn't mean that you have to entertain uh, a relationship or a, uh, you know, encounter with someone that has harmed you. No. It just means that you need to forgive for yourself. Right. Like that's, we're worth it enough to live yeah. free. You're not the best version for, of yourself. Right. The right. best version of us is to live free from anger, resentment, unforgiveness. And so that's why it's such a huge deal to walk in forgiveness. Yeah. Um, because it's it really has very little to do with the offender. It has way more to do with you, your heart, your body, your mind, spirit, soul, all of it, yeah. holistically. They said, uh, uh, there was a uh, quote a while back um, that I read. It said, uh, was it unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die? Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what it does. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. You're doing so well. 
Oh, yes. So I, I wanted to throw this in there because I, I love, I had a conversation with the teens last week and then I shared it a little bit Wednesday with some ladies. Um, but the boundaries idea, as I just said, this doesn't mean you have to engage back into whatever, whoever harmed you, whoever created that sense of unsafety in your life. You don't have to get back in that type of relationship, but that, that's where forgiveness comes. It benefits you. But we don't put walls up because when we put a wall up, it's like, was it, it was in Jericho, right? Was it Jericho? No, not no, Jericho. No, you're talking about besieging the, a city? The, yeah, the okay, city. Okay, so in the Old Testament, right? Yes, go ahead, yeah. So in the Old Testament, they would they, they use this term besiege. It's besiege, a, that's the it's word. A, it's a tactic that armies used to use a long time ago or militaries used to use a long time ago uh, when cities had walls around them. And cities would build walls for protection, right? right. And so the, the thing that, they built to protect them eventually would become the very thing that led to their downfall because when an army or military would besiege a city, they would surround it and they would cut the inflow and the outflow, right, um, into the city. So if they stopped people from being able to bring stuff out like dead bodies or sewage or dead animals and things like that, disease would begin to fester inside the city. And so all we, it's a waiting game really was what it was. And so if we would besiege a city. We just had to cut off the inflow outflow and wait long enough and you would die. They would die from the inside, right? right. Is what, is what that is. And that's, that's going back to when we build walls, that's what yes. we do to ourselves. Yes. We really do begin to tear ourselves down and kill ourselves on the inside. Fences can allow some pass through. Fences allow protection, right. but, yeah. and you can see on the other side of that, you can pass things through, but yes. Yeah. And you can open and allow people you in yeah. that you, you want in at that point versus when the wall's up, you're not letting anyone in or yourself out. You're not experiencing yeah. life, but with a fence, at least you can still get glimpses and you see, and you're like, okay, this is safe. Let me allow this relationship to move right. forward. Let me allow this job opportunity to, to, you know, walk, walk this job opportunity out or whatever it is, you, you allow yourself to be able to open. And then when something's not safe, you just close the fence because it's not safe. (laughs) And so I think that's the, that's the cool thing. And we teach our, I'm, you know, talking to my kids about this. I talk to the teens about it. I'm still activating this because I've done at times in my life, I'm great at putting a wall up. Like if you hurt me, we're done. But that's not healthy because what am I losing out on? Not necessarily what are they losing out on, but what am I losing out on? I'm losing out on the opportunity to live life with other people who may not harm me. But in relationships, we always know there's always a cost that you could get hurt. What's the? There's a a a quote about. the the thing about with relationships Being there's the opportunity to be healed through relationships oh, yeah. where what's that quote no it's it's, it's yeah you're he, you're hurt in relationships but you're also healed in relationships yes that's it so. yeah so there's a benefit there's always a cost that you always walk in is that you may get hurt yep. but you may experience amazing healing in yeah. relationships too so yeah keep the fences there look <laughs> Look, we can keep going and keep going, but that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. We done we done rambled for forty five minutes. Didn't even seem like forty five minutes, did it? I bet you they would have clapped if you had said that. All right, so here, here's the thing. Let me go through the five things real quick, real quick for you. Shh, five things. Number one, the value of being you. It's important to remember that you are you. It's only one of you, and the best version of you is who we need to bring in the best version of each other. Uh, Number two is we need to be people of character and integrity, right? Number three, we need to learn not to pass judgments, right, not to assign motives to why someone does something. Number four, uh, be quick to listen. Got to be quick to listen, right? 
slow to speak, slow to get angry. And number five, realizing that forgiveness is a choice that frees you more than it does the other person. Um, yes. And then having healthy boundaries is good for relationships. Yes. So those are five things. Flyover, sound good? Wouldn't y'all like to do like a whole series on relationships? We should do that. Yeah. yeah. Five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks, baby. That's right. <laughs> five weeks. Five weeks is the number of grace, by the way. Come so on. Graceful okay. Series. All right. There we go. You want, you want to pray yeah. for us? Yeah, I'll pray right. for us. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for these uh, little nuggets that you've taught us that we're able to just share with others that maybe already know them, but hey, it's a refresher for some as well. I just pray that as we go into this week that we're reminded of these things. We are able to activate some of these things in our very own life, and maybe it benefits us this week in our relationships as well, Lord God, and I just thank you that each person has an amazing rest of their day and amazing week coming up. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We'll see you next week, guys.